When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Manchester is Red with me, Rich Bay, where we will be discussing all the latest talking points surrounding Manchester United. Make sure to subscribe to us on Audioboom and iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, welcome to the Manchester is Red podcast with me, Rich Bay. I'm delighted to say for this Derby Day special, I'm joined by Kieran Kelly. Hello. And Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. Podcast is Manchester is red. Tomorrow is the big one against City. Will Manchester be red by about 7pm tomorrow night? Uh, I, I I will go with the fence sitting. It will be purple. Because um, I, I, I just suspect that... I, I don't think the game will disappoint as such. I just think that given what's at stake for United to avoid humiliation, the misguided factors of the Champions League tie for City, that... It, it doesn't have a draw written all over it, but I, I just see it going in that direction. I think that kind of suits both. Well, certainly it doesn't suit City, but it suits United, and it doesn't really inconvenience City too much. And that they've the bigger game for them is still that Liverpool game, regardless of what happened mm. on Wednesday night. I still think there's a smidgen of a chance they can you know, resurrect yeah. uh, in, in that second leg. So. And even though United have got most of their players back now as well, there's there's still that uncertainty. They've not cracked it against City under Mourinho. They're only win against him. Sorry, against Guardiola. Their only win against him was in the League Cup. Yeah. And in four of Mourinho's games against him with United, it's two have been four two three one formation. Two have been four three three formation. So there's a bit of indecision there. And. Um, yeah, I think you, you, to, to seeing Mourinho's mood at Carrington today, he was very uh, contrary and curt and coy when it came to City as well. He's He tends to repeat himself a lot about yeah. City at the moment where the title's been a foregone conclusion for so many months. So I think it's just one of those games he wants to get out of the way as United look to build on, you know, build some momentum uh, going to the Cup semi-final in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it's interesting you said that. Um, like you said, really, the Cup semi-final final, it's like this game, it's a huge for both sides, but they've both got a bigger game on the horizon, so it's going to be interesting to see that approach. Kieran, we said briefly before, United, while it's going to be, like the, the title's going to City, there's no questions about that. So does that mean United have a sort of maybe a, f- a free chance at going for City tomorrow? Because the pressure's still all on City. United obviously don't want to be humble, they don't want to be humiliated, they want to stop the party, but do they have a a big game where they can sort of try something new and actually maybe answer those critics that say they are too defensive in the big ties. Yeah, I think so, definitely. I mean, um, when you look at where they've come since that reverse fixture in December, I think they've gotten a better hand on those big games. The, he's gotten it right. You know, I think the mm. Liverpool game, the Chelsea game, where um, you know they turned it round and you just like to see them show that similar sort of ambition where it's not reckless and... You have the the balance and potentially a McTominay and Matic there to to give someone like Pogba peace of mind and that they can make the most of it. But you know, it's it's such a big ask um, to to go to the Etihad and have the the kind of the 
relief to, mm. to really play against them when you know how dangerous City are, even after that Liverpool game. And I'd argue um, it's probably the result Mourinho really didn't want was for City to get thumped by Liverpool because um, they're going to be wounded and I, I'd imagine they're going to come back really, really strong tomorrow. And I know there's a lot of talk about him making a lot of changes, but, um, you know, Gundogan started the other night, he's probably going to drop out. Mm. So you know, someone even better is probably going to come in for him. I don't think he's going to necessarily be playing Phil Foden, put it that way. So, and even still, he's a great player. Um, with, with, that remains to be seen. Yeah, me too, guys. But yeah, it's 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 a big ask. But I think um, it's interesting the the dilemma for United fans mm. is: Would you rather uh, go out in a blaze of glory that they really showed ambition, really took the game to City, but lost, or would you rather them? Not necessarily park the bus, but stifle, get a draw, and just delay it by a week. That's interesting. What do you think, Samuel? I think the irony with Mourinho and the the top six games this season, if you look at his approaches and them, with the Anfield one, I, I just thought that was <coughs> indefensible because I, I still maintain Liverpool were there so for the taking. Yeah. United should have been. <laughs> Choking at the top six. Kieran. The fourth came back to you, isn't it? It's okay, it's gone, it's gone. I can't imagine him surprised at the suggestion, you know, we're defensive. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, as I said, that game, Liverpool were there for the take, and I maintain that. I know there are some who will always say that, again, a 0 0 at Anfield is a good result, mm-hmm. and I take that point. And when you look at how City have approached it, they've gone there twice, conceded seven goals. United have conceded that many in their last seven, I think, yeah. at Anfield. It's, it's a fair, fair enough point, but beyond that Anfield game, you look at Tottenham and Chelsea um, back in uh, the autumn, you play two strikers up front. At Arsenal, you play two strikers mm. up front. Um, the Tottenham game in January was a very gung-ho side, probably you know, not, not the right formation given yeah. how that game ended up. Uh, Chelsea, it was a bit more the kind of formation set up you expect from Mourinho with a 4-3-3, but then with the Liverpool game, with Pogba unavailable through injury, it's 4-2-3-1 again, which yeah. there's this misconception, it's like the devil formation for United among certain United fans, where they battered Liverpool in the first yeah. half and they won that game. So he's actually been quite bold in these these top six matches, and he certainly was against City in December, but again, it was the wrong formation. Mm. I know they were without Pogba again, but it was a 4-2-3-1. The holding midfielders were detached from the attackers. The attackers tried to press, but were useless at it. And Edison would just ping balls over yeah. them. And then the City forwards had a free run at United's midfielders. So he's not got the balance quite right. He doesn't necessarily always manage the way Mourinho should manage in those games. The identity of the Mourinho you expect in those occasions. And I think the Tottenham game in January was a great example of that way crowbar marshalling on the right-hand side predictably and then he switched into the left in the second half but it was noticeable in the Swansea game last week when United do play 4-2-3-1 they play their best football when it's just one of the left-sided yeah. specialists starting which is unfortunate for one of Sanchez, Marshall and Rashford so I think going to City I still expect him I expect Mata to come out because Mata hardly starts these games uh, against top six sides I think Lingard's undroppable at the moment. Mm. It would probably be McTominay or Herrera to come in. 
and then maybe buy for Lindelof. So I think you're looking at two changes, but I don't think those two changes should be to the detriment of United actually having a pretty balanced attacking approach because, as, as Liverpool have shown, certainly at home to City, um, the way to beat them is to take the game to them. And I know City have got a pretty good defensive record, but I think that's more a reflection of them just dominating yeah. games through their possession play because you still look at their defence. Walker's the best right-back in the league. Company can still produce Herculean performances, mm. but then... He might be rested tomorrow anyway. Well, exactly, and then you've got John Stones in, who's a good footballer but not a good defender. Yeah. Otamendi, I just think, has been overhyped by stat padding this season, and it's an auxiliary left-back there. So they, they're there to be got at. It's whether yeah. United are actually going to take the game to them, though. It's interesting what you said there about um, City's left-back dilemma, whatever happens. They're not, not going to have a, an out-and-out left-back in their best case scenarios with Danilo or, or Fabian Delft. Do you think that means that maybe Jose Mourinho should concentrate on that right wing? Maybe Alexis Sanchez should play there and out and out winger against someone who's going to be vulnerable? Or he's, he's, He just loves playing on the left. <laughs> I, I think when he has played on the right, I mean, the, that Chelsea game was the first time I think he yeah. started on the right and it didn't work. And I know that's as much down to Sanchez was in the middle of his worst run of form yeah. there. But I think... Mourinho very much sold on that idea that if you join United, you play in your favourite yeah. position no matter what. And <laughs> he's stuck by that, to be fair, uh, rightly and wrongly. Um, but for me, I think um, after Swansea, um, that felt like another moment for Sanchez when he, he was lively throughout the game. It wasn't just the goal and the assist. I think there was a lot to, to take from that. I know it's only Swansea, but um, he'll, you would think would be so up for this that... Um, he seemed destined to go to City as everyone knows and um, he ends up going to United he'll be booed he'll have all the chance against him um, and he's chilly and he's, he's used to these, these rough kind of atmospheres from South America so um, I think if United get the ball enough and get it to him enough um, he'll be dangerous and that's obviously in theory um, you know we've seen his form can just nosedive very quickly, but you would, as I said, you'd like to think last week, given his performances for both Chile and United, that um, he can deliver on the left again. And yeah, the, the right wing is the dilemma um, because you think of Rashford's record against City is brilliant, but mm. um, he, he almost has to play on the left. Um, and then Martial just hasn't played well there. Lingard, it's for me, whether you go 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3, we saw Firmino got at um, Fernandinho playing as a kind of attacking, uh, dropping deep. That's what Lingard mm. does. He likes to, you know, in that kind of number 10 role to drop in. Uh, whether Mourinho trusts a two-man midfield enough to do that after what happened in December, I don't know. But um, I think it's it's almost made for Lingard again to, to really put in a performance, whether it's on the right or through the middle. That's, that's an issue that's gone back to... Anfield last season, yeah. nil-nil, where Liverpool have got James Milner at left-back, and no matter how much Liverpool fans hype him up as a brilliant left-back, yeah. he's not, and he's there to be got at. But United didn't have the player to do it that night because they'd signed Mkhitaryan, yeah. but he was an exile, and he was never a right-winger as well. He, well, he didn't want to play on the right. right. And again, we're in the same situation this season where United's best right-winger is a left-footed playmaker in, in Juan Mata. Yeah. And he's not just the prospect of him against Delft. You don't think, yeah, United should really fancy mm. themselves there. Um, 
it's almost an argument to say that Valencia should be played up there, but that's not going to happen. And understandably so, because then you're having to play yeah. Darmian at right back. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, as Kieran said, I think Lingard has to start because not not only is he in brilliant form and undroppable at the mm-hmm. moment, but also. United are going to need to press against City and Lingard is probably the best at doing mm. that in that squad. It's not something that's been United's forte since Ferguson's twilight years. It's, it's incredible how through Ferguson, Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho, they seem to be rubbish at mm. pressing. Um, but I think they've got the players to do it when you consider how busy Sanchez is, how uh, alert Lingard is, Lukaku puts a shift in, Herrera, if given the licence, uh, buzzes about as well. They've got four players there who can really yeah. you know, peg teams back and charge at them with military precision. But I just wonder whether the, you know, they have the manager who's willing to do it. And it always takes me back to when Mourinho was in charge of Real Madrid in that Champions League semi-final against Barcelona. There's that clip of Ronaldo who is trying to press Barcelona mm. players and PK and Poyo and Xavi, I think it is, or Bush gets just playing the ball around him and he's the piggy in the middle yeah. and then he turns the around window, yeah. and nobody's inside his half and he throws his, you know, he, yeah, he has his hissy fit as, as is his one. And that kind of is, you know, Mourinho doesn't, that's just not Mourinho's game, I don't think. But in order to beat City, I think you've got to just be aggressive against them. So, it's a challenge for United to, to do that, but I have my doubts they will do it. Yeah, we saw um, early in the season when, City, when Chelsea went to play City and they sort of just stood off completely and just yeah. damaged limitations, which United just can't afford to do, even if they are going to frustrate them. Um, interesting, since the last derby, um, Romelu Lukaku was slated for his performance at, in, in that yeah. game, wasn't he? He gifted Otamendi the, uh, the winner eventually. I think, did he assist? Inadvertently, and then he cocked up the finish. Yeah, yeah. but he's come a long way since then. Uh, Huge game for him again to sort of prove the doubters wrong. As we mentioned earlier, the Chelsea game, Liverpool game, he's really turning this record on its head, and he's turning into the play United can rely on these big games. I think it's difficult to pinpoint the turning point. I mean, his record since Sanchez signed is really impressive. Mm. I think some like nine goals and twelve, which when you consider Marshall hasn't scored since the last game. United had without Sanchez, Pogba's form has plummeted with Sanchez in the squad. Rashford has that one week where he was brilliant at Palace, yeah. brilliant against Liverpool aside. It's been yeah. pretty peripheral to say the least. But Lukaku's really, he's just got better and better. And I think, look, at he's been nominated for the player of the month for March. I'd say that his best game arguably last month was the one he didn't score in against Liverpool mm. where his work off off the ball on the ball creating those two goals was exceptional and he is improving he, I think he's only 24-25 still he's, he's, his goal scoring has been pretty good this season I still think for a guy who's on 11 at the end of September he should be disappointed not to have 30 yeah. already but that's the level he's operating on and that's the standard he um, he demands for himself but in terms of the possible turning point I always look to no, I wasn't at the game Kieran was, but Huddersfield away in the cup where going into it, United had the lingering negativity yeah. from the Newcastle defeat. It was clear there was tension between Pogba and Mourinho. Pogba pulled out the squad on the morning of the game and United took this probably unprecedented step of actually announcing Pogba was out of the squad and Ethan Hamilton was yeah. in. And you think, you know, this could be a bit edgy for them, but Lukaku scores 
two very, very well taken goals. They qualified for the FA Cup quarterfinals. And, you know, since that day, I think he's kind of like, he has emerged as this sergeant, as he, as he's dubbed himself for Mourinho. And um, you notice Mourinho during games, he's very much at ease talking with Lukaku. It's like he's become one of his on pitch um, lieutenants there, like yeah. in the mould of Matic, really. Kevin, yeah, that game at Huddersfield, do you agree that was the, maybe the turning point where he really... Yeah, I, I seem to remember that just for the VAR thing, which is terrible <laughs> because he did score two yeah. really good goals. Um, yeah, I think um, it, it's strange with him because, as, as we touched on, I think last week he's, he had that brilliant start and I think everyone thought, oh, this is going to be easy for him and that he's suddenly become this... Um, you know, one of the top three strikers yeah. in the world. And then Mourinho always said, you know, he's going to have a rough patch and then the critics are going to come out for him, which proved right. He had his celebrations analysed. It just got very boring, <laughs> didn't it? And, um, <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think what, what we saw in kind of the, the turn of the year, the Huddersfield game, the Chelsea game, he's, he's stepping up and it's not only the goals, it's the assists, it's the, the hold-up play. And every week he seems to get better, which is so exciting because you think... Um, this time next year, what will you have achieved? So um, I think he's only on the up. And rather than going into these big games wondering, hmm, you know, you're like, he's the first name on the team yeah. sheet now and you, you would back him to um, to score, which I don't think was always the case going into these kind of games. You know, um, we think of that Anfield game. Uh, Mourinho rightly got loads of stick for the way he set up, given how well United started that season and some of their attack and play. But... Had Lukaku put away that chance, he would have had that Completely ridiculous masterclass yeah. graphic coming out, <laughs> and he would have been hailed as you know still a relevant genius in, as a manager. Um, so that that shows you the margins. Um, so I think it's it's been a bit about that. Um, Mourinho is playing more to his strengths now. They don't tend to lump it as much as they used to, and also Lukaku's definitely stepped up. I think one of the things I like about him as well is that weirdly for a goal scorer, he seems to derive more pleasure from setting up goals. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the earliest instance I remember was in December at Arsenal where I think he got the ball when Skins, Mustafi, and yeah. then it was Marshall who assisted for Lingard. But he went wild with that. And then more recently, uh, the, the Chelsea uh, winner, when he crossed for mm. Lingard, like he yeah. went yeah, off and had seems. his own celebration. And then the Liverpool game when he forced the errors really by yeah. holding off uh, Lovren and then the ball fell to Rashford for his second so I think that kind of tallies with what Mourinho has said since the pre-season where he will always be he's always happy with his performances even when he's he's not scoring and certainly I don't think that was the case in the first half of the season because he did have some absolute stinkers and as you said the, the derby yeah. he also missed a great chance at, at the end of that one but his actual play um in games where he's not scored since Sanchez came in, I've I've noticed anyway. Yeah. It's, it's been really really good, like that Newcastle defeat where United did create some good chances. Thought Lukaku played played all right that yeah. day. He was certainly one of the few who, who did all right compared with the others. Yeah, we today with Mourinho's conference, um, he was asked about the uh, how big the impact of City's defeat against Liverpool was. He said it won't affect his game plan. He already sort of he's not paying too much attention to it. But do you do you believe that? Um, you can see them lose three to Liverpool in the way they did. You, obviously, the vulnerability was highlighted once again of City's defence, as we pointed out earlier. But for Mourinho, surely that must play some part. Well, I was, I was stimulated by this 
podcast first because it was so stultifying listening to Mourinho's press conference today and um, it, he was in a very contrary mood and he didn't really want to talk about it and as, as you said very amusingly with your tweet Rich he didn't want to, be, to, didn't want to come across as a pundit even though he will be a pundit for a, a Kremlin uh, owned funded, yeah. uh, company broadcaster <laughs> in the summer at the World Cup so uh, yeah I mean I, th- I think he he will have already set out his game plan mm. before that game, and I think he is that stubborn that he, he won't have changed it even if City got wiped ten nil on on Wednesday night, or, and, and the whole team was yeah. was taken out in a flurry of freak injuries. Um, I mean, I think United fans as a, it's in the same position a little bit ahead of the Sevilla game where goals were going in left, right and centre in mm. Champions League ties. United go to a team who shipped five goals yeah. in goodness knows how many games this season and lo and behold they get a nil-nil draw and then they play you know, tediously at yeah. home in the second leg. I think United fans are constantly looking to want to be proved wrong by Mourinho mm. with his approach and he has tried it as I said in the Tottenham game I think certainly and this is really straw clutching but between the goals in the Tottenham game they were probably the best side but then Phil Jones has that yeah. done the headed own goal and for the rest of the game it's just embarrassing and he didn't really what was weird was that he didn't change much he at half time either he, I think he swapped Sanchez and Martial but other than that there was no obvious strategy mm. there um, but he was trying to take the game to Tottenham and it just backfired completely and he'll probably cite those examples to United fans who want champagne football as if to say well I can't do that because look at what happens we get mm. humiliated but the flip side is that they've invested an awful lot of money in that attack and I think they have got the players capable of at least going toe-to-toe with City and, and giving them a good game and with the prospect of getting a positive result but you just wonder whether he's going to bother with it and I think from as I said earlier I think from United's perspective a draw does suit them it's you know, I, I still expect them to finish second even yeah. though Liverpool aren't too far away from them and even though Mourinho is you know, pressing this agenda that it's it's important to finish second it really is it's important for the it's important for the Glazers getting an extra 500 grand or whatever it is but <laughs> yeah, they're going to finish in the top four and they're going to be in the Champions League group stage next season yeah it's that progress I guess from last season which Mourinho will point to how far he's decided of course yeah. we've like we said, tomorrow won't decide the, the season for, for United, but they've got a big game against Spurs that are only eight days away now from when we're recording this. Uh, so do you see tomorrow maybe as being a chance for United maybe to have a dress rehearsal for that trip to Wembley? Um, it's a bit further away, isn't it? Is it? Is it two it's a week hard next. Two weeks, yeah. I wish. <laughs> dress rehearsal for West Brom, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I think... Again, it, it falls into that dilemma, which would United fans rather spoil City's party uh, or win the FA Cup? I mean, with the, if you offer You've got that. to go for trophies. Yeah, it, it's yeah. got to be. Otherwise, yeah. you're sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome Wenger, but, um, but yeah, that Tottenham game it is shaping up, obviously, to be a season divider. Um, you think of uh, how poor they were in the, the Wembley game back mm. in the New Year. and. Um, can already judge maybe how far they've come and how they approach that in a couple of weeks. Um, but I think for the players, they're probably not looking that far ahead. You know, it's very much this city game. There, that will have been built uh, for so long as, as a real chance for them to 
to step up and to um, take it into next season because I do think personally if, if they go out and, and get walloped tomorrow that puts another barrier potentially in place going into next season because if there's never a better time to play City in some ways that Marine's got this poor record against Guardiola in the league um, to go there and to really ruffle a few feathers these young players will take so much confidence from that even though um, you know in some ways it's meaningless because Titan's going to go there one way or the other um, so I think priority is very much they'll be looking at just tomorrow um, but you know similar similar teams in some ways they're both love to attack so I think um, Mourinho certainly is going to have to have something up his sleeve to, to get something out of both games which is a big ask obviously I guess lastly today um, again from this conference today Mourinho said that if you compare a side to the City side usually his side would be challenging for a title he sort of hinted that today didn't he he said that City are just so out of this world this season that it's maybe unfair to compare that from being 15-16 points behind but how do United close this gap on City going forward? Uh, they start next season on zero points both of them I mean I think he, he, they've obviously got their targets lined up for the summer and he's mm. quite content with the attacking options they've got which I can understand to a certain extent I do still think they need a right winger to balance yeah. that out but he was after a, a magician forward and he's, he seems to have settled on Sanchez there uh, which is understandable because if you if you you know, suggesting to sign Griezmann, you think, well, okay, well, how the hell do we yeah. fit all these players in? It's it's it is preposterous. Um, with this season, I think the, the the reason why he deserved so much stick for the Anfield game was because after it, it just killed their momentum. Yeah. City wiped Stoke seven two late mm-hmm. that day, and have stayed top ever since. United then lost two of their next three games. I think he was counting on getting a draw at Anfield and then beating Huddersfield the next week. The problem being that United in that first half at Huddersfield, it was, it was an yeah. absolute horror show. So I think there's this... Mourinho has this tendency to revert to type and pragmatism can can reign, uh, can prevail. And it certainly happened last season towards the end of the season when the injuries started mounting up. And there was that ridiculous game at Middlesbrough where they were actually playing with a back six at 2-0 up. And you just think... <laughs> You've gone. They they were playing absolutely fine. They're two 0 up. But then he just decides to de- declare against um, against relegation fodder. So I think there are times when he's just going to have to change, really. Um, and yeah, City have been phenomenal this season. And I think another relatively relevant stat is I think you look at the United champions of 0809 and they ended. The season with 68 goals and United have got 60 goals ready this yeah. season so there are interesting quirks like that where Mourinho can can you know, write the narrative to suit yeah. his agenda but I just think that they made it too, too, um, too easy for City earlier in the season I mean okay United lose at Chelsea you know it's it's the grass green yeah. it's the sky blue it happens every year but they just they he, the, the way he changed there was just a style shift with that Anfield mm. game and then he was pretty much picking fights with the crowd yes. the following week in the top of the game and it, yeah it, it's just I know he thrives off conflict but things were going swimmingly for United yeah. and then it's almost as if you know the devil in him wakes up and things change but 
let's face it, the, the league was over before Christmas, mm. and that's unacceptable for United, regardless, irrespective, yeah. sorry, of how they... They didn't claw it back exactly, but they had a decent run in November and December with four wins on the trot, and there was a little bit of, uh, you know, some City pessimists were wondering what would have happened and United won that derby but City were always very much in control so that's all I'd say I think he's just got to kind of eschew that that tendency to revert to type Do you agree with that Kieran? I guess I guess the benefit Mourinho has again players will slowly adapt to playing in his way slowly learn lessons towards the end of the season about what works best and just go again in in August Yeah. Yeah for me I don't think Two hundred million pounds is going to change the picture. I think it, for me, the uh, there's enough quality there, yeah. not so much to topple City, but they should be doing even better than they do. To go up to Sevilla, I don't care what way he spins it or how long he spends talking yeah. about it. That's unforgivable. Yeah. I know you know you haven't been in the knockout stages for a while, but that's really poor. Um, obviously, going up to Bristol in the League Cup. You know, we we almost forget about some of these games, you know, even the Huddersfield game from, from October, that seems so long ago, but there have been a number of, you can kind of bookend their season at different phases where there's been this awful defeat that that sets them back. So I think the way they start the season, um, if you could just bottle that and add, you know, two or three Additions and to be fair to him, he's, he still has that ability to know exactly what his team needs and mm. to generally find it. And I think this summer is going to be more about his kind of players rather than you know we've we've seen previously. Um, I'm sure he wanted Pogba. I'm sure he wanted Sanchez, but they're almost um, opportunistic signings as well. That um, you know they they fit the the United model now of you know. X number of retweets and everything else whereas I think this summer you might see more basic players but very important yeah, players so, yeah. so more like Matic kind of type yeah, players team focus, yeah hard work where fullbacks not glamorous exactly such, but, but that's probably what they need more than oh let's sign yeah. another 70 million player who gets us you know a new Adidas deal or whatever you know I, I, I think that's the way he wants it to go and um, I'm sure you know him and Woodward are, are very much on the same page with a lot of things and I think this summer you're going to see in an attempt to avoid that third season blow yeah. them go with that it's just as well like do their medicals before the social media yeah. promos as well like it seems as though it may not have been the case but Sanchez the piano playing yeah. control traffic it must be exhausting compared to you know, just going through the routine the medical, shirt, yeah, yeah. And, and and also I think United don't help themselves. They team, they certainly they use social media to plug the players' yeah. brand with the pog back thing, jailings. The worst by far, <laughs> the worst by far, and I don't care what his internet follower says, is Marshall FC. I mean, I, I just I don't know where I don't know who incepted it. I don't know why United championed it because I think the last time they used it, it was, it was before the Chelsea game. The Chelsea yeah. game is like we feast. And what happens? He, he has a poor game. Yeah. He's the first one substituted, so th- they don't help the players. Yeah. They they just pile the pressure on. And I think Pogba was a, certainly in his first few months at United was a, a very good example of that. Well, you'll be glad to know Matt has called him the French Ronaldo now. So yes, these, yeah, yeah. These tags get better and better. But I guess United fans, we've gone a bit gloomy towards the end of this podcast. We need one positive to end on. Why should United fans be maybe confident going tomorrow? Because this party can be spoiled. Yeah, and. 
the the squad, with the exception of Romero, everyone is yeah. fully fit. I, I just I think they've got the players to to hurt City. Mourinho said that as well today. He's he, very succinctly, obviously. <laughs> um, he, he, he was he's confident that they can upset them. They can certainly um, get a positive result there, and, and rightly so. The, they've got they've got the, the quality there. It's just a case of whether they've got the um, uh, the courage to actually execute a, a positive game plan. Do you agree with that, Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, you think of Pogba, Sanchez, you know, that's a potential occasion where, you know, they can not so much write themselves into folklore, but you could really, could be start something really special for them. Yeah. They could step up with a match room performance because we know Pogba can do. You watch that Everton game on New Year's Day, it was just, you know, it was a, a brilliant performance. You just needed to do it on. Uh, a really big occasion, mm-hmm. and um, you know there there are plenty of players there. Even Lingard, as we touched on, Lukaku who could step up. You know, I I don't think personally this is going to be a a five four. I think it's like traditional games between them. You know, we could see a a one nil um, either way. But there are plenty of positives on paper for United. I think it's just a case of starting well, racing out the blocks, and setting the tone rather than immediately going deep and deep and deep. That doesn't get you anywhere, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Especially against that City side, who will no doubt attack. But exactly. we shall see what happens. Who knows? Might be seeing Jay Ling's <laughs> gabbing in front of the away section tomorrow as they cancel the bunting in the parade. We shall see. It might be only for a week, but United can spoil the party at least. That's what they do best. Thank you both for joining us today. We'll come back and diagnose what happened. <laughs> next week and of course we'll look ahead to that game against West Brom which is in eight days or nine who knows and that game to Wembley where United will face Spurs and it'll be a huge test the real big test but tomorrow is the big one United versus City Manchester Derby thank you for joining us on Manchester is Red we'll see if it's still red next week <laughs>